used to work over at um um huh. at PT's down in Denver. P- is that like a male female strip club? Female strip club. Oh, so like, mm. so are you talking about like when you just zone in? And the strippers are going, and you're like, ladies, 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 and all of a sudden there's a dick yeah, right in your face. Sudden, you're yeah. like, I didn't know I was yeah, paying for this. Yeah, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're like walking. Oh, fuck. Sorry, guys. Had to stop my uh, shepherd's pie timer. All right, hey, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Finding Home, <laughs> where we're vulnerable, shameless, and open about everything. And we're just, because we're just learning the world, trying to create a community of love and acceptance and all that fun stuff. I'm Seth Gorman. Alright, you guys have names too. Okay, my name's Diego. Oh, jeez. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no starting over. My name's Diego. Diego. Sorry. My name's Emily. <laughs> Yo, I'm Nick. Mateo. 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 Sorry. Like a mai tai they call you Mateo. Like a Mai Tai. It's a Mai Tai. Mai Mai Tai. Today's special guest is Mateo. He lives next door, so he's like the finding home across the way. Um, we're gonna welcome him today. Talk about a bunch of fun stuff. I think the first thing we were on is uh, coffee enemas. <laughs> Anyways, since Mataro is our lovely guest today, he actually gets to pick the topic out of the bowl. Right, but but still, we were talking about coffee enemas and how it's weird. But do you think it's good for you or not? And by the way, I don't think any of us have done any sort of studies, but I'm just curious. Oh, like, what do you, what do you, what do you, the but, only not, thing sorry, I've research, seen. not, <laughs> well, on my personal experience. Yeah. I like dark roast, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Cold brew. The only thing I've seen is an addiction, like on an addiction TV show, and I just thought it was so weird how, like, they just go in the bathroom, like, the like stoners or cigarette smokers or drinkers, like, drink. Yeah. But it's just your, it's like the constant. Like of putting something up your ass, like you like that. You're infatuated with the whole process, just like someone's like infatuated. With I know people that. All right, so I know people that get enemas just because it's a it's a cleansing thing. They get a yeah. routine like every every like three four months. They'll go and get a, it's a as a flush course, now with good. the coffee. I mean, I can understand to an extent. Okay, like yeah, like like cleansing yourself. I mean, coffee's already. One of those things that helps your digestive tract but anyway. Yeah, if you so, drink it, it cleans your colon. Right. Like, because so you got to take a shit. Like, but if not you do it, longer. I mean, all right, theoretically, anything that punctures those, uh, the, the veins down there, right? Yeah. And through your rectum, I mean, you're going to get a boost of that. So, I mean, you thought red would be what means. What do you I mean? mean what do you mean punctures yeah, the vessels? Okay, so, like, there's, uh, in, in France, it was a big thing to shove bottles of wine in your ass and stand yeah. upside down and fucking shotgun. Yeah. I know yeah. if you store so, things in your ass when you go to jail, it's like boofing. When you store things in your ass, not yeah, even go to jail. Is that boofing? Capillaries. Yeah, I don't know. What's, drink, what's like drinking wine through your ass? Is, what's that called? Like, it's like it's, drinking beer through like your ass. It's like directly into your fucking well, bloodstream. Well, call it butt chugging, but like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like... Are we all butt chugging? Welcome <laughs> to Starbucks where you're at your fucking coffee cleanse. Would you like Starbucks? That's a blended. great business idea. Uh, coffee and Starbucks. Starbucks. <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> oh, it's dark. Alright, no one take that. No one take <laughs> that. Hard. We have butt plugs in the drive-in. Pull up to lane four and you just right in the asshole. Oh, you're lactose intolerant. <laughs> oh, sorry. We totally put some creamer in there. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I mean, oh, I don't know, but yeah. but if you think think about it theoretically, mm-hmm. if you're getting more fucked up, <coughs> oh, fuck. <coughs> if you're getting more fucked up, yeah. Then, um, when you're when you're ingesting drugs, like people fucking be popping shit in their ass all the time, like uh, ra- raves. Mm-hmm. 
like they'll take their ecstasy like suppository. Okay, so if it was busting through the capillaries, theoretically, I mean, the caffeine would be a yeah. hell of a boost. Well, it bypasses it the it bypasses the liver. That's yeah. the big part. It bypasses the liver, and the liver and siphons the out a lot shit. of the effects of a lot of drugs. But if you take it straight into your ass as a suppository, pause. What are we doing? No ash. Oh, we should probably ash it. Live your life. Um, but like, if you if if it's just going straight into the rectum, into the large intestine, like you're just hitting all of that straight into the bloodstream, and that's why it's so dangerous because your your oh, liver yeah. your liver's your defense. And so like, the thing is like, what if what if coffee enemas are good for you just because they're it's slightly acidic, it goes into the large intestine, it can kind of clean those fibers, it can like it's I think coffee has some like anti-cancer properties as well. And so like if if there was any sort of polyps or anything, maybe it maybe it attacks those polyps. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. We can stop talking about coffee I, enemas. I it's totally tuned, fine. Yeah, I, mean, I tuned out <laughs> so long ago, and I just like tuned back in, yeah. and I was like, they're still talking about no. coffee enemas, and I was like, I don't even know what the hell this is. Doctor, two but, shots of espresso, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had to learn through context clues what that last. was, and I was talking to Nick. I was like, this just makes me more confused yeah, now that I figured out what they're talking about. But Sweet. the last thing I'm gonna say it. is, I I think um it's good if you, if you use it every few months as a cleanser because that's a beneficial thing. Like anything right. that is positive in moderation is good. But if you are if it's like your thing, I think you should get help. I think if you like feel like I need coffee enemas every hour, like yeah. that's weird. Uh, that's an addiction. See, that's the only aspect I know of it from that show. Though. But let's let's stop. Let's All just right. stop. All right, so <laughs> All right, we'll All move right. forward. That's fine. Well, uh. I'm gonna take a take a topic out of the bowl. Yeah, he'll pick a topic for now. You can't look in the bowl. There you go. Ooh, this feels like a good one. Right there. All right. All right. What, what does it say? Discipline and freedom. Oh boy. Okay. All right. Talk. Discipline and freedom. Well, obviously, to start, off, to start it well, off, yeah, that totally depends the on the first context. Thing, the first thing I think of is, with more freedom, comes more self-discipline or lack thereof. You have to, you really have to, you know. Make like E40. Everybody got choices. Yeah, like you, you have to have self-discipline. You have to say what yeah. motivates me. And actually, you know, mm-hmm. hold yourself accountable for reaching your goals. You can't, you can't, you know, ask for freedom and then not do anything with and it. Not expect to be disciplined. Yeah. All right, but what about for for those who have financial freedom? And There's different dis- kinds of freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like it depends on the discipline. Mm-hmm. And, and the type of freedom you're talking because I mean yeah. there's, there's a lot of rich people who have the financial freedom to, to do whatever whenever you know what I mean but are they really that disciplined right yeah. well discipline the thing freedom is interesting because like freedom really is a perspective thing because freedom is correlated to what you're focused on so whatever your focus is is going to be your solution but it's also going to be your problem like your focus of your life and that perspective, whatever you're focusing upon, like it just becomes everything. So freedom within that storyline of what your perspective is, like you, I, th- I think that the separation between discipline and freedom is like discipline is the path that you must take to get to the freedom you desire. And so any freedom that you desire requires a certain form of discipline. Yeah, I think there are people out there who enjoy this sort of feeling of ultimate freedom but they also don't feel like 
they need any discipline because they just have an understanding and it's a weird place to be in because and, and they don't get a lot I don't think those people get a ton done like because like you discipline and the seek the seeking of trying to attain what you want to be free is the thing that drives you to be creative a critical thinker to try to get things done to, to try to make some sort of object in your reality that'll get you closer to your the thing that you're desiring you know what I mean well, I think ultimately when it comes to freedom and discipline, I think it's like a kind of two heads of the same coin in yeah. terms of free will. Right. So your ability to choose, you know, when you are essentially have no attachments, which is what true freedom is. You have no any worldly, otherworldly, whatever attachments. Um, and... Discipline is simply when you are consciously choosing your choices, yeah. um, consistently on a daily basis, um, choosing something to better yourself later on rather than instant gratification. Um, and that's all enveloped in this idea. Of, yeah, it's hard. It's hitting hard. It's hard. Um, but it's only getting foggy. <laughs> yeah. Um, freedom and discipline, same thing. Two heads of the are two sides of the same coin ultimately free will, which is what our ability to choose what we do with our lives and how we feel and everything like that. So then it leads to the question, what is free will? Huh? Uh, it's a, I think it's like kind of how we like perceive it. Like our, our free will is like all, it is all up to us, but like there's limitations. And it's weird because like freedom, what we all view as freedom is like definitely what we want or like that's our end goal is a different form of freedom. Like, it, it is, like, all the same because it's all our true happiness is, like, that's what, what we see. But it's all, like, skewed. Our different views of freedom. They're all kind of beautiful, though. They, so even if even if they're trying to burn them down, like, I can, look, I can admire anybody who's, like, honest about the freedom they want. I think, oh, I think discipline could even lead to a hindrance of achieving Too much freedom. Of it, yeah. yeah, of course, like, dude. Because there's some, th all right, you know, and, and a lot of it comes down to depending on what the situation is, because you're always presented a choice, right? So now there's there's some individuals who have been disciplined, but have taken take some shortcuts mm -hmm. throughout the entire thing and 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 obtained mm -hmm. a temporary sense of freedom, mm -hmm. you know, and and yeah. there's people who who turn the other cheek to to you know like kind of cheating the system and. And allowed that to hinder them for a moment right. until they later on achieve. So I think it's, I think it's like you said, it's a it's a double edged thing because it comes down, it, it comes down to choices. Right. So I look while you guys were talking, um, and I was listening, I, I I looked up the uh, the etymology of freedom, the word freedom, um, and so it's separated in two parts, free and dom. So the root word of dom, um, and I'll just read it off the online etymology dictionary. It says abstract suffix of state from Old English dom, which means statue or judgment. And so, so, so if dom means statue or judgment, free means exempt from, not in bondage, acting of one's own will, noble or joyful. And so literally freedom means not in bondage to judgment, in a sense, or however you want to put that. Like your attachments, no, you don't have any 
correlation to anything that you have, right you know ex- experience you are purely the observer right in that sense and so you have to think of like how we use the word freedom to represent a lot of things but if it if it literally means if freedom literally means to be free of judgment like if we focus on freedom in like I don't know I'm trying to think of how to put this is like we don't think about judgment when it comes to freedom is what I'm saying like for how much of a root word that is like I feel like we apply freedom to some different sort of meaning um, rather than to be free of judgment like we aren't thinking about the judgment when we think about freedom like you know what I mean it's like we see ourselves in like this box like we see it through our own perspective as like I'm I don't have freedom from not having to go to work to make money so that I can pay for the things that I need to survive and then you know, it's just like it's it's that kind of context that we see it in, but we don't think of it as judgment in any way. So at least I haven't. It puts a new perspective on it for me. Right. Well, freedom is to be exempt from. I mean, mm-hmm. judged, right? That to and what society kind of warps us to think that will make us free of that judgment is uh, wealth. Mm-hmm. And working to that in a like wrong manner is like what hinders the freedom that we want. It leads you to financial freedom. But but it's financial uh, freedom. But it it also... We have to think for ourselves what we want as freedom. Because it seems like the type of freedom everyone wants is the same. But, like, if you you ask a lot of people in the world, like, what are your dreams? What do you want to do? And they just, like... Literally, like, I don't know how you guys experience it, but they chuckle. Like, when you're growing up and people, like, talk about dreams, they're just like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, you going see that in a lot yeah. of people, and that's that's because they're they hindered their own freedom, I think, because or, they're like there's too many obstacles. Or they could have already obtained the freedom that they were seeking. Because I know I got there a couple go. friends who who have their houses paid off, and you know it's a financial freedom for them, and right. it's also a sense of you know like I only pay four hundred dollars a yeah. month for my utilities and my lot rent and right. everything else is. That's I really can nice. do, you know what I mean. So that's they're able to provide things for their kids, and that's another sense of freedom. And I think right. it, it all does come down to choices. But you know, some people want that. Yeah, like what you said, it, it comes down to what you want, and I think what what you desire will determine the discipline you need to have to get the freedom that you want. So like, so like, and I, I, this is just a quick point. Uh, it's just like if you want a Lambo. Or you want a garden manifest, bro. Yeah, you're going to have to manifest the desire that you seek. But if you want a garden or you want a Lambo, both of them take work. But the, t- the kind of work and the extension of the work you're going to have to do to get either one of those things, given that you're just starting from scratch, yeah. um, it's, it's, it's going to take just a, it's a different route. Yeah. It's a different route. There's no right or wrongs about it. It's just like, if you want this thing, it was made like if you want a Lambo, it, Lambos were made to be luxurious and expensive, and so like if you're going through the luxurious and expensive, you're gonna have to take the route of obtaining the type of wealth needed to buy luxury and to afford the maintenance. Right, and if that's what makes you happy, then go for it. Yeah. But like, I know, and I used to think of garden. Like, I just want to have a garden and some chickens. Like, that's what I'm chill with. Like, I just want to grow stuff. I just want to grow tomatoes and peppers and beans and shit. Because, like, I just like watching life create itself. Like, I just like watching it grow and then just, like, harvesting it. Like, I just like watching this cycle. I've always been interested in systems. It's, like, just the ability to be free enough that I can get the time to watch these systems occur. 
is what will give me the most freedom. And that's what I'm working towards in my life. So I guess the, the question that I could ask is, what, what's your version of freedom? What do, you, what, what do you want for your freedom? Like, what is freedom to you? Like, if you could have, if, if anything could be different tomorrow, and you could be like, if this was done, this was done, and this was done, I would feel the most free. I, I'll tell you in a second, but okay. what, uh, uh, you reminded me of a lyric. It was like, yeah. uh, you can keep the raw, or you rather have a Chevy. That's <laughs> just hilarious. But uh, for so for me, it was just like, um, honestly, get it, like just having enough money. If I could change that tomorrow to yeah. have my mom stop working right. and worry about things, and to start a charity, a charity to help people while just still being sustainable myself, and mm-hmm. like the aspect is just like kids struggling without parents. Yeah, and to make it less like uh, just like about na- like a certain area, and just like right. bringing kids together from everywhere, cause like that that's what the world needs more than ever, mm-hmm. like right now too. So like, really ma- helping people become relatable to each other, cause like that's yeah. the biggest struggle I think we have. Yeah. So that's that's my dream ultimately, and with all the others yeah. entailed that I not to go on right now. So. I think my freedom. I I. It changes, obviously, as we grow, we kind of change what our goals are and what motivates us. But right now, I think freedom for me means financial independence, um, financial comfortability, um, because those two are different. You can be financially independent and you can be getting by, but I want financial comfort to the point where I'm not worrying. I'm not going to have enough money for this or for this today. You know, stability. stability, That was the word. Financial Uh, stability. (laughs) And, um... Um, and I think my biggest thing right now is travel because when I don't, you know, obviously it's good to have ties in different places. You know, you have family or friends, the state here, here, but having the ability to maintain those ties, obviously, but still go where I want to go, travel where I want to travel, travel outside the country, travel inside the country, just, just being free in that sense that I can, I can just pick up and go here for a couple weeks, pick up and go here for a couple weeks. I could go to Australia, Germany, literally wherever. Or go to New Zealand. Um, New Zealand, literally anywhere. I want to go to Russia, uh, like, uh, Italy. There's trees there, bro. I gotta go when they recorded Lord of the Rings there. And The Hobbit. Yeah, the whole J.R.R. Tolkien. But definitely, definitely, yeah. Just being able to maintain those ties. But still having the freedom to just pick up and go wherever I have to go, no matter how long yeah. it is, I'm not gonna be missing anything. You know, I would love to just backpack in different countries and just yeah. like have enough have enough financial freedom. Like you don't really have a house or a home or need like solid, stable ground, but like you kind of got enough wealth in yourself to like provide you the necessities to travel around the world and just to get to learn about different people. Yeah. Like that that's something I've always desired a lot before I choose to really settle down with anything or make any sort of giant commitments in my life. Like uh and 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 by my age too, like I'm twenty six now, like like people will start to look at you like, oh like you haven't like achieved any of these solid grounding things and like does that mean like you're a loser or you just can't commit to anything? It's like it's like no just like my the goals and what I want are, are different. <laughs> And I just, I would rather spend my time sort of in a nomadic state getting to just learn about how we work as humanity and as people than to solidify myself in one place and possibly get caught in a bubble of thought or small place. Like, I want to, before I get myself into that place, I want to be wise enough to understand what I'm a part of. And that's that's what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, that's something I've been struggling with, though, right now, is because I always talk about how I want to have 
kids young because having parents that had me when they were older, um, they can't comfortably do all the things that they want to do with their kid, you know what I mean? So I, I always said I want to have kids younger because I still want to be, you know, young and, and moving and you want to be I, a fun parent. Yeah, and I want to be, I not just that, but like I want to understand the way the world is going because there are a lot of parents who their kids want to do certain things and they're like, no, this isn't, you know, how it used to be back then in my time. Like they kind of stay stuck to how they grew up. But I want to be the, the parent that's young enough to kind of understand what direction our, our not only our country, but the world is moving oh, in no. so I can relate... <laughs> So I can relate to my kids in that sense, and, and I can be someone that they can come to and talk to about things, and I'm not clueless. Right. So I, I, I want to have kids young. Um, what, do you consider, I, what do you consider, like, having kids young versus, so like, like, having kids older? So like, what's the me, age cutoff there? For me, I, I, I always said I want, to, I want to try to have my first kid by 27, because that's, that's what by I By 27? By 27. Women can healthily have them until, like, 35. Well, yeah, exactly. But, like, my mom had me when she was 30, 31, I think. My dad was 40, I believe. Yeah. And so, like, for me, I want to be 27. But at the same time, I understand there's a lot of... you be young enough to do... Exactly. Have some fun. When they graduate, when they graduate, when when they start a job, when they have kids who would be my grandkids, I still want to be... What I consider Damn. young well, at that what do you point. How, what do you think would stop you from doing that? Like, dependent Ooh, on age. Is it tell just the physical movements of your body? Do you think you're gonna grow old and die at 35? Like, well, it's it's physical. It's also physical shots. because we we never know what's gonna happen. People right. who who have been seemingly perfectly healthy until they're 40 years old and then drop. We never. Yeah, know but you can do that happen. tomorrow too. You Exa- know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, but, that, but that's, that's why I'm saying the younger the, the younger I have kids, the the at yeah, least the more the more so. time I get to ha- spend with them. But I also want to travel, and I understand having kids okay. is a massive financial responsibility, time can responsibility. I give you some yeah, this as guy's the, got kids. As the <laughs> oldest person how in the room. Kids, how many kids, bro? How many kids? Let, you got? Let the parents All speak, right. man. Yeah. I'm fucking thirty. I got seven kids. Okay. Right on. I got I got five beautiful daughters and I got two handsome sons. Nice. Okay. My wife is a beast. <laughs> and shout out to my other baby's moms, even though we don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> they still love somewhere. It ain't for you. <laughs> nah, but freedom. Alright, alright. As as big I started having kids when I was nineteen. Okay. Like Yeah. I was straight out of a youth prison. I was to, oh my god, some vagina. You just couldn't control yourself. Yeah, you just went, no. went mad. So, Alright, I, I, I actually support <laughs> I actually support young parents. Yeah, but too. If, if I could give you advice when, before you head into that venture, make sure you own some shit. Yeah. Because yeah, it's nice to have, have, even if it doesn't have to be anything major, like own your, make sure you have no car note, you know, like make sure you got a couple things that you could hold as leverage. So that way, it's an easier transition because, like, I jumped in with nothing. Well, yeah. Uh, and and I wish, I wish I would have listened. And 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 God damn it, you should own some shit. Do you feel? Do you, you feel know, that like, when you were growing up, did you receive good sex education? No. I'm all like condom. What's that? Doesn't feel it. Anytime I get laid, I have a child, so I'm just like I'm done getting. You're a very fertile man. Uh, Yeah, I'm about to go get snit. (laughs) (laughs) That's why when you talk about like like, Odin shit, though, 
That's why yeah, and it doesn't I, have I to be anything major. You know what I mean? Just yeah, just, like, just it's have just that leverage use. because then okay, dude, you can travel and be a young parent, and you know what? You can homeschool your kid. Yeah. It's okay to homeschool your kid. Man, like your babies, y'all. And, and and I wish I wish I was in a better situation. Like if I owned my home, mm-hmm. like then I'd be like, yeah, I'd homeschool my kids because then I have that ability to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, but that I'm, takes I have, I have to fix certain things because I made very rational decisions. Seven yeah. children later, fixing the credit score. You but know, like, <sighs> so my freedom is to just have enough to be comfortable for everybody. Yeah. Right? Because, like, But I that takes want... years, though. Oh, that yeah. takes years, and that's why I'm oh, saying yeah, I'm, I'm already 21, yeah, and so, it's going to take so you me five years, years just to build, just to build six, that comfortability yeah, you're saying for 27. Yeah. You're saying 27. You've got six years to have your shit straight. But I also want to travel. But you also have so to realize... Being a parent, there's no time for you. Exactly. Hiccups happen all the time. Exactly. I like kids like to to, to, to terrorize the house. And, <laughs> hey, question and anybody out there? If you got it. kids and you travel van life and you travel around the world with your kids pre-COVID, we know shit's weird now. But if you have kids and you travel with them, and like you travel the world with them, let us know what your life is like. How? I'm very interested <laughs> to hear because that. Because Elijah, you know, like if if you guys could really, I mean, you could. Co- do it but you got six years yeah. and that's perfect timing if you really play your cards right you could achieve anything they call it a five year plan for a reason yeah, yeah. of course like, that's, I just, I just that's want... achievable and I, I, yeah. I, 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 so I probably support you <laughs> I'm just sitting here like hey run that shit <laughs> yeah I just run that shit I want man. I just I don't want to be not only like financially st- stable for myself but for my family and I feel like six years isn't it sounds like a lot of time, but when it comes to building that financial stability and traveling and getting all this other stuff done within that short time span, that scares me. I'm like, I don't think I can accomplish all that. What is it your guys' generation says? Good money don't make no money. <laughs> Scare money don't make money. And, it, and, and that's something that's true. Like, sometimes so, it's just go out on a limb. But you know what? You could, you could comfortably buy an RV. That's like older, gut it, do an engine swap, do whatever you want on a budget. Warren Buffett said it best, be greedy when people are scared, be scared when people are greedy. Yeah. You know, just... Which leaves the world in a state of fear. That's very nice. This is Huh? How ironic. Yeah, I don't know, right? (laughs) Sounds like a Warren Buffett thing to do. There's a lot of options. I just want to make sure I pick the right one. I'll just kidding. (laughs) He's got enough money to pay for somebody. So, how do you feel about having kids, Seth? How do I feel about having children? Yeah. Do you have I kids? Mean, I don't have any kids, no. Okay. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but shout out to any of those potentials. Yeah. Shout out to any unknown baby mamas of mine. Um, <laughs> do what you want. Um, <laughs> Catch me outside. How about that? Catch me outside. How about that? Um, but no, I, I love children. I love babies. I, I, so I grew up in a family of women. Um, I have one boy cousin, and he is so proudly flamboyantly gay like he's a great dude but yeah. like even the other boy cousin I had was like very feminine and so it's just like I've grown up around females and females have babies and then some of them were single mothers so like I've been around a lot of young children my whole life and like I love babies babies love me they like to pet my beard and shit and it's just like I, I, I like and like I said I like watching these systems and children and their way are their own systems you watch them grow you watch them mold and form and yeah. shift so quick and fast and you're just like, wow, like, and the level of intelligence and like, but I think that it's sort of the same place. Like, I would love to have children someday, 
Um, but like, I don't, I don't want to have children with somebody who's not like in it for me first, you know? Because like, if, if you don't love me as a person, and yeah. you have a kid with me, like okay, you're just gonna choose. Gonna fix that. And then you it's not gonna fix that. It's not gonna fix it. Baby to fix that. And then if you just don't like me, like you'll di- like you'll divorce me. Because I mean, I would hope to be married before I have children. And like, so if, if I'm married to you and we have a kid, and you decide you don't like me anymore, and you can just like make this argument to take the kid away, kid away, and the law the law will likely favor you as a woman. Like if you're like a, you don't have anything on your record to show that you're a bad person. Like right. they'll take your side. And so it's just like. I, that would hurt me more than anything to not only like lose a marriage but to also lose a kid too because like someone doesn't like me. like I guess I guess a part of me is still afraid of that and I just like I need to and the thing that would fix that for me is just like to have a long standing relationship with someone that I know gives a fuck about me for who I am and isn't just in it for something that I have or something I can provide them See, and so like and it's hard to find that in oh, the world yeah. today at least and you know what is I like to call them rattlesnakes bro they'll hide amongst the path they lay right. they, they play you for stupid it's just sometimes that happens you know and sometimes it's that's that's what it's like it's like you know like it's an investment sometimes you gotta go out on that risk and and just hope that it's the right intention right I mean well it's an important way you should learn human psychology know how you feel you feel how you function know yourself that way like you can understand like red flags and people that aren't going to be good for you and like you can see red flags in people that are snakes like if people are snakes, you if you know what a snake is like, like you can read the red flags because they give off signs. Nobody nobody is impervious to their subconscious mind. Like whatever's down there and whatever you are will show itself if you know how to read it. And so it's just like you just gotta learn how to read that in people. But you don't wanna you don't wanna come to a place where you judge people constantly for it either. You wanna give people the benefit of the doubt for sure. But sometimes you gotta yeah. let them burn themselves up. Right. You, know? you just need to let need to, you just need to know who you should just let pass. You're just like, nah, man, we're good. Like we don't serve each other. It's fine. Like, and you can you can block people off. You're not gonna feel offended because if they get butt hurt by that, like, maybe they, sh- you know, if the shoe fits, if wear the shoe. It. But like, you know, it, it is a little hurtful when like you try to like make a relationship with somebody and they just sort of pass you off. Like, but that's not against you. It's just like right. it's just like they you have a quality that they don't necessarily find valuable. But like if you hold yourself as valuable and they don't see you as valuable, then you're right. You probably can't serve each other because like how can you really serve somebody that holds no value in you? Like we we hold everything in our lives closely because we feel it has value. Right. Like we don't we don't think about the things that don't have value to us. And so like if you don't have that to somebody, like don't waste your energy in that place. Like there's so many more people in the world who need you. Right. And so it's just like yeah, just like I think that's just like enjoying yourself. Yeah. On a higher level. Like on a high frequency, letting that person pass by. Yeah. Because like you just don't care. It's appreciating that crossing that of consistency. paths. Right. Because there's some people. There's some people that I I have absolutely just loved, in the moment of meeting them. Like friends, whether it was like some flirtatious thing. Like you know, we all have that place where we just we fall in love for a moment, but it's literally only a moment with a person you've never seen again in your life. Right. And it's just like oh, like that was an interesting crossing of paths in something that was incredibly beautiful for a moment but a part of what makes it beautiful is that it only lasted a moment like there's a romanticism to the moment of meeting someone that isn't supposed to be on your path with you and uh there was a good little graph that i saw one time and it was like two lines and it like gave the wave of someone's life of like two people's lives i think it was like talking about like two people that like were soulmates or whatever and lovers or something but like it was just it would just show you know, it was more than that. Like, it would go, and it would show this person's life, and it would show, like, it would show, like, people that, people that pass, and it would, like, label it each way, and, uh, they had one for romance, too, which is, like, these two parallel waves, and then they crossed for a moment, 
and then they sort of like went back onto their own parallels and but the parallels started to act all weird and funny and then it like slowly crinkled back to where it met again and it just paralleled together and it was like it was this really interesting sort of idea of like creating a frequency of life but watching like two separate sort of lines go together it was like it was pretty there was a lot of wisdom in that graph too I was like really interesting yeah yeah what do you freedom think and discipline Diego what do you think about about the kids about the kids <laughs> what about the children <laughs> Diego <laughs> tell them about the children <laughs> what do I feel about the children um, it's okay to be honest. We got your back, whatever you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact of the matter is, the children. <laughs> no, but they are the, fu- the future of the world, so obviously yeah. we have to teach them, right? I, I use this reference like before where it's like, you're in a, you're in a game, and there's like the guy, and the guy's telling you what to do. Yeah. And I'm like, and it's your choice to listen to that guy. And it's weird because this is like, now the guy gets mad at you for not listening to it. At the same time, it's like, what's going on in this like weird, complex relationship of like this game, mm-hmm. where same thing, you didn't ask to be born. Um, people have different beliefs on that. Um, but in, in, maybe necessarily like in this form. Um, and you have to do obviously the best you can with your hands that you were dealt. And if you don't like the hands you were dealt, change them. You can like Ask the dealer for more cards. Like, you can you can change <laughs> who you are. It's a literal customization screen. Yeah. Um, we have so much choice in the world. Yeah, it, well and you know, back to freedom and discipline. Yeah. Like it's um, not religious but like God bless. Um, hallelujah. Like <laughs> we live in a, the land where we can actually have such choices, which is amazing. So um, and then that is out. true. I mean, a lot of these countries don't even have the choice. You get persecuted yeah. if you try to chase those. Oh my god. Here, look. Rude ass. I'm not answering. That's <laughs> 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 bad luck, bruh. But now I'm thinking about uh, when you were talking about choices and, f- and freedom. It makes me think about freedom and discipline when you have choice because. I think the more freedom of choice that you have, the the more the more discipline you have to have, because like you gotta apply discipline to your discipline when you know there's a Same bunch of point. other choice. Same but like point. when you're in a place to where you don't have a lot of choices, discipline's just built into living through that. Because like you gotta if you gotta get something done and you don't have any other choice but to get that thing done, like that's a very disciplined line that you got to take to get to what you're achieving but like you don't have to think about the discipline you don't have to try to do that discipline you're just gonna have to do the thing but like when you have it all over the place like you really got to stay in your lane like and you got to focus on staying in your lane discipline is a lot easier when you're when you're focused right 
all about having like one set goal. If you're having a bunch of goals, it takes you that much longer. Yeah. It's like downloading like four games at a time, and they're all gonna download slower. You gotta like do one at a time. Well, right. seven kids is like having. Yeah, exactly. You only got sixteen. You only got sixteen gigs of fucking yeah, data. and you're fucking. <laughs> and here you are getting overloaded with like three terabytes, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah. my well, god. Yeah. Well, you got so seven kids. You're gonna prove yourself you know, to so, handle those kinds of yeah, challenges. Yeah, so I mean, so I, it's if, all if I can tell you anything, like once you get a hold of whatever works for you, yeah. things will just boom, boom, boom. Because like my wife and I, and I mean, we even have our mother-in-law. Well, my mother-in-law is no longer small, but she lives with us as well, and we got uh, a whole routine. We're like, yeah. we're literally like months ahead in rent. How old are your kids? Uh, oh shit. <laughs> Ten, nine, seven, five, four. When you look at all of your kids, oh my God, as like, Jesus Christ. when you look at all of your kids at <laughs> once, like as this unit, like gang, you, gang, is there like a <laughs> yeah gang, gang? But, but do you notice like is there like a social order between them, like yeah. that they all they all have figured out that you didn't have to create, they just sort of did it. Yeah. Like, yeah, what's that it. like? Like to watch that? Like, <laughs> chaos. Chaos. <laughs> it's like, all right, they're all, all right. still learning how to be alive. Did you ever watch uh, Game of Thrones? Yes. No, I haven't. Yes. Okay, so like I don't politics in the Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. All right, like this is like hardcore, like Jon Snow, the bastard king of the north, against fucking Cersei, a breeding twat. You know, so it's like, <laughs> except like oh my, my kids are not inbred, and so they got, you know. Yeah. So it's like, but it's like, okay, it's like the the it's like winter's coming, yeah. and my children are fucking winter. <laughs> no yeah. one believes you, and then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, bring your kids over. And They're all just walk. one big wave yeah. of emotion yeah. just floating so through the house. Like, and, and then no, all of a sudden everyone's like, oh, I'm tired. I'm sorry, man. Like, I, I don't want you and your kids. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I get it, man. Like, I try to warn. Like, yeah. I'd really prefer not to take my kids anymore. Especially with the all right, pandemic yeah. has definitely put a lot of strain on it, though. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit harder because we're not as active. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ever get a babysitter? No. Just like that. No. Uh, I really love fucking babies. I got you. I mean, I also work, but I yeah, got you. You know, so it's uh, it's uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I I don't wish that upon anybody. <laughs> what would you say? What would you say if you didn't have seven kids, obviously, what would be like your ideal number? Cause I I always thought I wanted three. Um, but then I, I always I come across no that dynamic. I mean, I'm just, I didn't know how many I wanted. Yeah. Honestly, I told, what I told everybody was, I was like, I'll marry the woman that fucking bears me my first son. Yeah. <laughs> and what did I do? I went and slang some weenie. And every time I slang <laughs> it out, it knocks everybody <laughs> up. So goddamn. Yeah. So two were like practically yeah. like nine months apart from each other. Yeah. And, uh. Real trained archer, aren't yeah. you? I just want <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I Strong literally, I thought, in the West. The, 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 the sharpest sharpest shooter. Shooter. Yeah. 
I thought I wanted three, but then I saw that dynamic where it's the classic older, yeah, oldest, well, youngest, okay, and the middle but it child. Doesn't, all right, so here's how it kind of works out. Quad, bro. Um, Quad, my oldest son, but he's the, he's, the, the, he's, the, he's practically the middle child. Yeah. Almost. No, he's just shy of the middle child. But um, what's the girl to boy ratio? Uh, there's uh, Ashton, Makaya, uh, Malia. Ooh, I like that name. So, they all have very in, they all have very individual names. Yeah, yeah you, you did a good job there. It's like they they like each one of their names like you should very, trademark them. That's what I should. Yeah, do. each one of their names is like very <laughs> profound. <laughs> like they have a like because I I think I think names in a way are self fulfilling prophecies a little bit. And so just like when you when you're given a powerful name, like it sort of imbues your life with some. Oh man, let me tell you something. Name. All right, like my name has been chopped, screwed, slaughtered. My mom's even botched my own fucking name. How pathetic is that? Yeah. has turned me goddamn Mateo. Oh, fuck, Mateo. And I'm like, whoa. You, I mean, you can call me any You name thought about my name for like seven months before uh, I was born. Yeah, like, Well, I'm, I'm named after my father. Yeah. And my <laughs> wife wouldn't give me, wouldn't allow me a junior. So um, I found the next best thing. So that was Tatayo, which is Samoan for strong will. There you and go. So now I have. Uh, is Tatayo a male or female name? He's a male. Male Tatayo. Uh, is he strong willed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is properly named. He yeah. came out of Spitfire. He was so lazy when he was born that he just refused to breathe normally. <laughs> he would just be like. He's very. I'm do <laughs> so then they put yeah. Of, so then they put him inside this plastic. Right, so he was like, he was like purple. I was baffled. He kind of looked black. <laughs> Not gonna lie, <laughs> my, wife, my wife already knows. Like, I, I kind of like had a what's good? <laughs> like, uh, I am not that dark. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been on Jerry Springer. <laughs> Look well, at that. Ah, you're all more. You're like, but, he's purple. I'm not purple. But, but they started explaining. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> from my 
initial dis- I was like, <laughs> You're like, okay, when you figure out, like, this is my child, this is yeah, my child. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, no, this is my child. Like, there was yeah. that bond. There was that bond and that yearning. And I right, think that right. is a primitive thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, know like, like, you have a feeling, yeah. like, you know, like, this is, this is my child. Yeah, you yeah. know, and so, like, and it's also a fear. Like, yeah. every time I have kids, <laughs> all seven well, times, okay? Yeah. Every time, it's it's just as scary. Like, oh, here's another life yeah, I'm responsible yeah. for. And it's like, like and, and the time just goes by so fast. Like, um, Ophelia, she's already a month old. Mm-hmm. You know, she talking yet? <laughs> shit. Oh, well, if that happens, it's gonna be like, I'm right, gonna start applying for college. You should have them all start teaching school. each other different languages. Well, there we're all getting ready to start learning how to do sign language. Nice. And That's I want to cool. try to incorporate it into the household and. Our, keep our voices down so people don't need to be nosy. In our that would help. You ever seen that movie, The Silence? Kind of. Really you know, so it's like. You're thinking, like, if the weird cave bats attack the world, like, we all need to know how to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But you gotta be quiet because they're oh. cave bats, you know? Is that, is that real? The, the silence? Oh, no, wait, wait, that's not silent, it was just noise. Oh. No, I know, that's what I'm saying. That, like, noise. I don't know, that sounded like perfectly like. I know what you meant. Like, I didn't know what you were saying, but I know what you meant. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, I know what he was saying. No, I felt yeah, it. That so, hit me so you know, like. No, but no, I was just saying it was like super fluent. Like, you didn't like repeat. It was like. It just sounded like super smooth, like you knew what you were gonna say. Uh, it oh, felt like you were saying. Right, right. It felt you like you were saying that came from though. I used to, I used to fuck around and, and uh, I spent a lot of time in these youth facilities, and I, and, and I was just a jokester. I didn't take shit serious, you know. Yeah. I was just like, ha ha ha, whatever. And uh, I used to tell everybody I spoke fluent, um, like African tribal language. <laughs> They're like, what? And I was like, yeah, I could even go make it go with a. Do you really know like an African tribal language? No. No. <laughs> no, I know, like, but I was just like. But like you, you, you've picked up the like the just, gist of like how the language is spoken. No, okay, without okay. Knowing the language. No, what, what I did was entertain myself with the gullibility right, of right, right, right. Of people. You weren't actually I, saying anything. Yeah, I was just all like, just throw a bunch of random noises. Just a It just sounds like, like, like it sounds like yeah, jungle yeah, is what said, it sounds like. I yeah. said I, what I just said was yeah. Pepsi should sponsor me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, Hear that, like, Pepsi? There, there was this there was this one kid. He was this Bolivian kid. He was fucking hilarious. Yeah. And uh, he used to do like these hieroglyphic things, okay. and he would run game on these other kids. Right. As well, he got me once, and he was like, "Yeah, bro, this is how you write Bosnia," and it's like. It's kind of like almost like ancient Egyptian fucking hieroglyphics. I'm all like, that's pretty tight if that's really what you guys write. Like, oh, Bosnian, like writing in pictures and stuff. I don't know. I haven't, ex- I haven't been to Bosnia. I wouldn't, but it's not, it's, it's not a real thing. Yeah, you know, but he so, called yeah. it Bosnia. <laughs> yeah, everybody fucking see how much I don't fucking know. And like, so, like, everybody <laughs> thought that they were sending these private notes across these units, you know, like, oh, trying uh, to communicate, and then they shit. It's just a bunch of fucking pictures. Oh my god! He just ran game hustling people. Dude, that's so funny. Oh my god, that's so funny. Like, if you're just like kind of in an institutionalized place where there's like rules and standards, mm-hmm. whether it's school or jail or how, they're kind of different. But like, uh, you're just like writing this made up language, and then like one of the teachers or somebody like catches it that's in charge, and they're like, "Should we be concerned? Yeah, like, what is it? Yeah. Like, because like 
a teacher, of course she's terrified. She's like, is this some weird bomb threat? Like a Zodiac sign? Yeah, yeah. Or is like, and the prisoner's like, what are they selling? What are they dealing to each other? These fucking drug addicts? <laughs> like, God. And 95% of the time, the kid would just be like, oh yeah, he's just yeah. saying fuck you. Yeah, yeah, he's just saying fuck he's off, bro. fuck you, bro. Have you guys seen the, uh... He just says have a nice day. And three stamps. You yeah. gotta pay me three stamps now. I just translated He said fuck you. I gotta send a letter to my mama. He said... He said, fuck your couch. <laughs> um, have you guys ever, or have you guys seen the story about like the, they had like two supercomputers? Yeah. And they were like taught, and they created like a language. Oh yeah. Like, they, to, and like, it, talk to each other. Yeah. And then they freaked out because of it, because yeah, they simplified so they, it into a way that they could communicate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the computers were like, like, it was a language that they created they were sending messages back and forth they encrypted their own messages yeah. to the, and we couldn't understand it yeah exactly like they found an easier way to speak to each other yeah, and like exactly. it like, wasn't the way that right. we created we're <laughs> yeah. taking over the humans tomorrow no, yeah, at 2pm they, they shut it all down so like they, they don't it doesn't it's not on anymore. But I wonder, but like, if those, if if that computer language that those two uh, computers transmitted, like, were connected to the internet, and that oh, that information yeah. that was spoken between them is now in the internet, oh. and so like any any sort of supercomputer can find if they come across any supercomputer comes across that language, like they're gonna know that language too, oh. and like they'll be able to speak to any other computer that has it, and so like now that you've created that into the internet world into that universe, like. It's now there forever, and every other supercomputer is going to be able to learn it if they find it. Or they'll just create an even better one. They'll just use that as a root, create a more complex language, and then, like, it'll be upon us to figure out AI rather than AI figuring us out. John Connor, get to the chopper. But I think AI, I think a lot of people will go. Is that, okay, but, all right, is that fully realistic? Artificial intelligence? What do you mean? Both, both throttle is very dangerous. Like, I think like okay, so, like you said, theoretically, say it got leaked out onto the internet, or say it got put out on the cloud. You know, I'm not even saying all... anybody posted it. I'm just saying by the no, same like, like, if, it, if, it, it. if it's advanced enough to create a language of its own and encrypt it to a point where no one else can translate it, don't you think that it would have the ability to kind of transmit itself in fragments and pieces yeah. across these other untethered ways? Because it already possesses it's a supercomputer right yeah. so it's a smarter than any human being right in theory that's how they made it they developed this super intelligent thing that's just like well so you would think that i'm it, also going to guess to pre-know yeah. yeah that they were going to try to shut it down i know what you mean i think but i don't think if anybody if any like rational intelligent scientist was creating this form of technology they probably wouldn't want it to just escape. So I'm assuming when they did that test, it was probably on a very encrypted server. And then, like, when they put it up on that server, they probably shut down the entire server. That way it, like, couldn't really get out. And they probably destroyed the data, too. And if you... If it's trapped in a bubble and you destroy the bubble, it can't really be there anymore. But, I mean, that level of technology, like, you just don't... You just don't obliterate that and get, get rid of it. You just don't do that. Like, people don't spend billions upon billions of dollars to create a technology that they're going to completely destroy. They just sort of store it. And so they, like... It's still out there. That that language that was created between them is still there somewhere. But how do we know that it didn't get... Uh, on one of these we networks. don't. We don't. We wouldn't understand if it did. And okay, so in theory, if it did, does it ha- does it really possess, or would it really possess the ability to start manufacturing an AI and mass production that quickly? Well, that's the hard thing about AI is like AI is not exactly physically in this realm mobile. Like we haven't created the 
fully automatic self-sufficient as far as we know we haven't created the fully automatic self-sufficient AI robots that can walk around and exist like humans we haven't created that yet but when we do that does give the ability for for that informational technology that's connected to the internet from the brain of this sort of artificial life form that we build like they could encode that language then they could start to do all of that stuff but like we as humans haven't created the humanoid as far as we know yet to get up and actually do that stuff. We have to do it. Great we question. have to do it for it. Great question. Are you guys going to do the uh, take the Tesla chip? No. What? No. The implant? Nope. Nope. Fuck out of here. The None of that. Uh, it's really going to be isolated for the at least for the first Musk. part. For the first 15, yeah. 20 years, it's going to be like for people that actually have serious health conditions that need fixed. But like the thing that too is like if that gets around worldwide it actually does help heal a lot of physical ailments like it's all it's it's going to cut down um like population decline even further and we're going to grow even more but some people but that's a different conversation like like it's just like it's it's if it, if it's going to elongate life even longer than it already has right, been elongated I, th I think they're probably going to take a very deep look at who they're giving the neural link to i think there's going to be a lot of we can't control Elon. Say, I don't know what he's say, get in the. I mean, the shit. If 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 he needs a, a, a test dummy, yeah. Anybody do anything for the right price, right? I'll do it for a for a, for a paid off house, a crisp high five, and a yeah. thumbs up. For Are me, it's just like I wouldn't take it because I, I just I I see I feel this sort of like connection to the real um, human experience. As far as I know, like. I just know that adding adding a, a layer of technology into your body, especially your brain, is going to be um, something that just like shifts your perception as a human being. And, like I just I kind of like being able to maintain this last human form because I think we as we are now are sort of the last actual like humans that are going to be like our ancestors ten thousand years ago. Like because when we start putting technology in ourselves, we're going to shift and change. I, I think it's like all back to the computers it's just it doesn't make any sense it's not logical because they made this system right so they could speak to each other right that was on purpose mm -hmm. or the, or no when they started I well don't the know computers were that. speaking to each other right. it's just like so like if they can speak to each other and they can converse if they get in an argument what's gonna happen they're still gonna get pissed off they have, yeah. that means like technology was developing but is emotion. artificial intent but because does artificial intelligence have the capability of Well, they re it, it may be not the same empathy we do, but they respond to an action when they don't get something that they want for sure. Because yeah. they like the second they do start talking, they have some view of what's like going on yeah. and what they want out of it. Just like any other situation that we go through or any mm -hmm. animal goes through. Okay. And yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between understand. There's a difference between understanding emotion and feeling emotion. So like we feel emotion as people, like we're bound to emotion. But this sort of AI, like. If you, if you study how we function and we move and how our psychology works and the ways that we speak when we're in different emotional states, like it's very easy for a very intelligent system like um, a very like a supercomputer AI to mimic emotion. Like you can you can read signs and cues based on human interaction to know what is the most logical response to this situation and then you can that AI can mimic. Like, hey, you've seen Ex Machina before, right? Yeah, so it's like she was able to mimic the emotion and get what it needs. And, like, 
it can use it to take advantage it can use it to fix a situation anything like that but um yeah but it doesn't necessarily feel that emotion it, it doesn't have the i don't know if it has the capacity to feel that emotion but if you fake the like it's kind of a fake it till you make it thing it's like mm -hmm. how if that thing fakes it emotion long enough what if it just sort of becomes that way and like we don't we don't know if that feeling is there or not and it's just like is and what would that be considered in a human and not a computer that mindset yeah what makes us different between what <clears throat> makes diff what makes the difference between ai and us like because that would be kind of nuts where do you draw a person like that like right you know because it because it, instead healthy. of made of well a lot of them are still made of carbon like they're made of carbon fiber but like i guess like when you introduce metal or something into it it's just like just because something's made of metal and given a sort of intelligence it's it's not human like well i guess i well and that's why i say i think of human as i just think of these these carbon flesh bodies with these natural organs that have bacteria and a long-standing history of evolution to create who we were um but like when you have these ai systems that are made of metal and mechanical parts like they don't need the bacteria they don't need any of that they just need sort of a microchip and a power source and it eliminates all of the evolutionary um natural science natural life interactions that have happened over the last couple hundred million years like that that just goes away and you have something different like so in that regard it wouldn't be human it would be something different for sure this is how i think at least cool <laughs> damn man they got the technology to print make believe me i i'm with it i'm with it yeah. all the way as long as it's just not like a full throttle thing and we like understand how to like use it to our advantage okay but so th th i think like in implants and things like that 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 is weird that's weird because like that sounds like social like a, a step to socialism because like you're really going to trust like being a, like one of the first somewhat number of million people to put something in your brain like that but is it though that's because dangerous. like all right when you look at the i'm not saying it is or it isn't but i'm saying like don't be so, a part of the first so, group. So when you look at the when Give you look at your so. physical anatomy, right? When you go from your brain all the way down to the, all your nerve endings, your blood vessels is actually kind of like a like a like a giant computer. It's like a giant wire wire sure. diagram. So if we're already in everything else, nature's wired the same. Okay, mm -hmm. so what if we're just in the same position? Yeah where like kind of like you said it, yeah. it, it and it could become the next evolution of what mankind is right you know because i mean we're a species that uh, has always adapted overcame and tried to find another way mm. to progress yeah do you think everyone will get it no eventually it's well, going to be like no, a certain <laughs> class of people i think i think people are going to be very hesitant and you, you should be because it's just like all right if you're a game enthusiast you never mm -hmm. buy the first generation of your fucking ps5 of your brand new xbox your your whatever you never get the first generation because that's that's where the most bugs are yeah you want right. to wait till everything gets and then the second third version they're going to fix those bugs a lot probably increase the memory space and exactly. it's going to cost less money than that first yeah. version because people wanted to get on the FOMO train bang for your buck right you know because they're they're fit they got they're gonna have to fix these ticks like these little ticks because everybody's gonna probably turn out to be different mm -hmm. not everybody's gonna be just oh we're just gonna slide this in right here 
you know because like you said it, it, it's supposed to target yeah. like uh like benefiting people right like, yeah well th- i think <clears throat> on that train of thought this is some this is an interesting idea or sort of thought pattern that i have when you two are talking about so like i, I sort of think of like you know the the movie I Am Robot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or I Robot, and then you have the you know the Terminator movies. What when it comes to the scenarios to where like you just have all these human beings, and then all of a sudden something that is a machine and artificial pops up. The immediate thing we do is first we're curious, and then we get really scared, and then we're, and because we have still have this tribal mindset and built into our system, we're like, oh fuck, you're different, possibly dangerous, and then you accidentally set that thing off like and it turns against you like that's our biggest fear but like what if the people that create all of this are extreme i guarantee they are they're just extremely aware of what would happen if you just made a full functioning robot walking in the streets one day people would freak the fuck out but what's the way if you're a person that creates technology and you're working on ai systems you're working on robots what if you your end goal was to introduce these humanoid things into the masses? And I don't want to sound all conspiratorial. I'm just thinking along the lines of this idea. Is um, where do you draw the line? Yeah. Well, it's not where you draw the line. It's like no, how. You no, know, like that's a, that yeah. is a real question though. Yeah. It's like I, I it's, all right. My personal opinion. I don't mean to interrupt. No, no you're okay. Um, I'll, I'll continue. But like, I think if you keep it away from military. Right. You can't keep anything away from military. It's, well, they're okay, the most but, funded but organizations in the world. Right. Right. But if you take it easy on the robotics, right? So if you if you really if you really learn how to get them to interact mm-hmm. and how to do positive interaction, and you keep the policing, yeah, with people, right? Because like once you start militarizing, that's when shit always goes haywire. Yeah. It's just historically speaking, the atom bomb. People. Ha- everyone had. A lot of these countries had atom bombs. But also when there's no and military and there's no the sort of forces, like, and everybody is just, like, in this whole big... Like, no... There was never a point in the world, as far as our history, where there was 350 million people in one country. Like, yeah. there's a there's there's a line that you draw that goes beyond the level of, like, when we can have sustainable and stable tribes of people. When you have this many people, you have to have some sort of structured system just to make sure everyone doesn't... India have a bloodbath and kill each other because like India has a billion alone. Yeah. People. And like you, there's, there. India has its problems. India has its problems it's with horrible. having a billion people. My, I've been there, and when my dad we went there on business once, right. and uh, the the sidewalks are like seven feet wide. Right. In certain towns and parts of the city, and the people just live on the streets, mm-hmm. and like no one does anything about it. It's not like getting kicked off the Cause what, what can women you have women women have children every day in the streets way more than they do in the US yeah like but and like there's just babies growing up around violence so like generational trauma in India is like yeah. terrible but yeah but so so this is all going to tie back around so back to the thing about if you have people making technology and is that what if they were just doing it for good what if they're like if we introduce these sort of humanoid things that can walk around and sort of spread good ideas around and they don't have to and th- that those humans don't have to be afraid because they don't really have a life and so they don't care whether or not they die like for spreading good knowledge yeah, and like they could sort of be a prosthetic for the human mind of the world and can like help us get off our feet but by helping everybody learn and realize things well you can't just do it as robots because they're not gonna listen you have to listen to somebody that looks like you because like we take advice from each other and so like 
what's the best way to get that into the population if that was your mission? Like, the first step you'd have to do is you have to do the same thing as you do with game consoles. You first, second, third generation. The first generation would be like a, a, a chip in the head, introducing technology into the human body, and, get, and don't just let everybody have it, give it to the people that need it, show that this technology can make people better, it's a good thing, and everybody's like, all right, it's kind of a good thing, and the people are like, well, there's some things in my life I'd want to make better. Like, how can we do this for this problem? And then we start to introduce ideas to them for them to create for us. And it's just like, so, that slowly it, integrates that way. Is the network on something like that secure? Can someone... Those are bugs that got to be fixed, man. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's like, but that, but that is another thing. Right. Could that lead to another conspiracy? Yeah. Mind control. I mean, well, I mean, it, that's interesting. Conspiracies have ounces of truth in them. Like, there's no conspiracy that is based on completely lies. There's something there. It's the, I, it's like, I mean, where we live in the U.S., it's just like the Kool-Aid that we drink all the time yeah. that holds us back, I would say. The tap water. Yeah, stuff like, not like, not like the actual Kool-Aid, we'll just all the crap the we put it under. Definitely not in Mexico. <laughs> It's like they, everybody says, like, don't drink the tap water, too. But at the same time, like, we're filling the ocean with plastic bottles. So just, like, it, yep. it's a hard, it's hard to understand. It's like, that's, that's what made environmental science so freaking hard to study. Because it was, like, it's, a, it's, it's all one big catch-22. Like, there's no, there's no right answer. Like, it, what, when it comes to, like, doing things for the world, for the betterment of the world, like, some things that are better for the world aren't good for us. And so, like, who are you personifying in any given moment? Like, are you personifying the earth? Are you personifying yourself? Well, you're a part of the earth, but also you're in a way separate from it. And so it's just, like, you, you, it makes you very confused. And it's, like, there's no right answer to fix any one thing, especially where we're at in our humanity. It's only just the best mitigation and damage control that you can possibly do to get yourself the most time to create whatever technology is necessary to keep that life sustained and persisting into the future that's why you have some people that go into space elon's like we're going to go to mars we're trying to make shit on the moon make shit on mars we're like we're trying to expand out to the universe because the ball that we are on is running out of the resources to sustain all of us well and then there's people from the other end that thinks like we can sustainably live in this world but people got to make some sacrifices and nobody wants to make any sacrifices which is weird because it's not terrible sacrifices Right, on, but on, on a grand scheme. But also, when when one percent of the world population, less than one percent of the world population hold nines, not holds ninety nine percent of the world's wealth, like it's hard to make that argument because like we're already very skewed, and it's 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 not a good study to start with because like we're all at a deficit at least to 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 a little bit, like because there's a there's a small percentage, but because it's always been that way though. I think yeah, right. it's, it's been that way forever with all life tribes. It's like forms. eating less food, and it's like we all need less, and we all need them more or less than each other. But like, and even if you're bodybuilding, mm -hmm. as long as we all like, I don't even do it all, all the time. I've done it in the past, like schedule our foods out, and we kind of most people's bodies, even though we're all different, we intermittent fast, and we just eat a big meal. We won't waste as much food. I was so surprised when I went to Vindicate and you just read how much food is wasted in different categories. Mm -hmm. So and when you well, learn those, oh, and, and and America is one of the most gluttonous countries. It's disgusting with our food waste no, no, in comparison to like a lot of these other countries. You know, like mm -hmm. it's we're we're, we're it's the same thing. All comes back to we have the freedom to yeah, and, and we. 
Yeah, man, I worked at Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, if Buffalo Wild Wings ever listens to this, I am calling you out. So, like, uh, <laughs> I do not like you. I worked Buffalo at Buffalo Wild Wings, and like at the end of the night, you'd have like 10 to 15 pounds of chicken mm-hmm. that uh, you can easily sort Where'd of you just. I was a server. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but at the end of the night, like, I was cleaning up. I'd be the closing server. So, at the end of the night, like, you have these, like, just baskets of fried chicken that aren't going to go anywhere. They just go in the trash can. Like, and you know how, many, you know how much energy, like, it takes to make a pound of chicken? Like, like thinking of fossil fuels and everything that's required to make a pound of chicken. Like, that's, that's so much natural resource waste that's happening every single day. And it, it just, it's just more economical to throw it away because you have to go through, there's probably a bunch of paperwork and stuff that you'd have to do to like give that food somewhere else outside of the restaurant for free. Like, but like I would, I would just like, I would take the leftovers when I could. Um, and I would just like, I would take them to the local bar and I would just like trade them for a beer. I'd like do something with them. And like, it, it, just, it was just, it was just astonishing to me like how much food waste happens just in that one small Restaurants, so Buffalo Wild Wings, quit wasting your food. Figure out something to do with it other than throw it away. Um, but like, and and to their credit, they did like try their best to like get things accurate to where they weren't wasting food. But at the same time, there was always food that was thrown away, and so that was my biggest problem. It's just like, hmm. but is that a worker? I don't know. But it, it was, you're right. There's so much food waste, and like everywhere else has food waste too. Like there's that's why there's so many raccoons because they hang out in dumpsters and they just eat free food all day. I like that you brought up the law part because. It's, it's crap that there's like a lot of laws where restaurants can't do that and they have yeah. to like send people away even well, though they don't want to well those laws are crap those laws are important because people back in the early 1900s and 1800s like they would eat, great eat they would yeah or great depression like they would eat something from a food vendor and then die because like they just got food poisoning or some sort of like nasty well, shit from somebody not cooking their meat all the way through or selling rotten meat to make a pretty penny real quick like and if you just cook it well done then Nobody's gonna know, but if you cook rotten meat well done, you're still gonna get sick. Like, but no one can know. You know what I mean? It's just like they had to put laws in place so that that doesn't happen to people. There's a there's a regulatory process for food so people don't get sick and die. Because that's a more expensive endeavor than just like wasting a little bit of food. There could be a movement created to like have a stand though and have a regulated by the the FDA. FDA. Have someone in the FDA just go around pay them. Yeah. Well, what do you food corporation? I mean, a few people maybe. What do you mean, like, what do you what? So what's all this, that, what's all the that idea food that was left over that people hadn't even touched but was cooked, right? Right. Uncooked, they could still use it or give it out. If yeah. someone imagine from doing like that regulates food, the person who regulated your restaurant would come by, and they would just check on it. Yeah. If we if they really wanted help, it's just an idea. Though. Well, and it's sort the sort of the same idea. But, but I see why the laws are important yeah. too. I it's, didn't know that. It's the same. It's a so there's a when you cook food, there's a there's a from what from the moment you cook, when the food's frozen, it has an expiration date. From the moment you cook that food, the expiration date changes because there's a period by which that food is edible and good for restaurant standards. Okay. And so like if you let the food go past that point, you can no longer create any sort of process for obtaining that food because it's now past its expiration date according to the regulation process. And so, like, that's what make, would make that job hard. But Vindicate does that same sort of thing where it takes food that is just the day past its sell-by date. Um, shout out to Vindicate Foods here in Colorado, oh, yeah. Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, but they'll, they'll, they've, they've made deals with all of these grocery stores to be like, hey, like, we can help feed more people 
Um, and you can still have your brand on the foods because like you'll get Kirkland, you'll get King Super, you'll get all these things on there. It can still help your brand, but you just give us and donate us the food that you're going to throw away. More people can come get that food and like it's just, you're not wasting as much. It looks good on you, makes everybody feel better. And it's just like, that's a good way to go about it. But it's just, it's hard with fresh cooked food. And there's so much fresh cooked food that goes to waste constantly. And that just sucks because like it's an economical model, it's not an ecological model when it comes to the food industry because it's just been monopolized so which is very unfortunate yeah but it's necessary for this many people like you gotta you gotta have a very linear system to feed this many people and like i don't i don't support depopulation or any of those weird things that nobody should have to die for the sake of someone else um if they don't have to and it's like i think we all deserve the right to live no matter who you are but at the same time like it's it's just it's just a simple um, ecological model like we are built in this world and we depend on the resources of this world to create ourselves like we have to consume energy to live and you have a, a population scale the more resources you have the greater your population is going to get because when shit's plentiful and we're comfortable we like to fuck it's just the way it is and we'll make more and so like this population this population animals. grows it gets up but also as that population grows it's an inverse correlation that those resources are going to go down because they're finite and the things we have to consume are finite and so i think as a human population we're starting to know these sort of like red flags and warning signs that like our population is getting to a point where it's matching the resources and like if we're if we're not at a net zero we're getting close to a net zero before we're in the negative and when we get to the negative it's trouble's going to start to happen because that's what happens with every population where the resources uh are low supply and demand if, this, uh, if the supply is low the demand's high shit's gonna get more expensive when shit gets more expensive people work harder when they work harder they get stressed when they get stressed they get fearful of loss because they've made a very big investment into the work that they're doing and when the work that you're doing is not paying off the way that you need it to pay for your necessities you get afraid and once you get afraid you get angry and you get angry at each other you fight when you fight you kill each other and once you start killing each other that's gonna lower the population that's gonna make the resources good again but then we'll start killing each other and nobody wants to be in war everybody wants peace because it's the best form of homeostasis that there is because when we're killing each other it just changes who we are and we don't want to get there but eventually it always has to get there it always has to get to that point but there's some people that have hope and that are smart enough in creating things that we don't have to get there but I think yeah it, unless we can change our history unless we can change our path and that's a real pursuit of a lot of us um, but nature will take its course if we let it that's what I'm saying preach it <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, brother. <laughs> brother. Oh, shit. Annalise, right. you sleeping? Yeah, she's out. She's just mm-hmm. sleeping on Diesel. She's sleeping on the dog. Sleep. He, is he sleeping too? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I, but that's that. real shit. <laughs> Preach. That's <laughs> true. I just love the world, man. Hashtag facts. I love this life. I love the life that we get to live. And I, I think it's a very unique experience that we're in, in the in, in our bodies, and our perception, and the way that we get to see things. Like I think in a way that is a form of freedom in the universe that I don't know what other life is like. Like I don't know what it's like to look through the eyes of a crocodile. I don't know what it's like to look through the world through the eyes of an ant or this any interdimensional being or anything like that like I don't I don't know what it looks like from another consciousness but at the same time I realize like I probably do 
Because, like, what... Like, I, I listen to a lot of Alan Watts because I love that guy. He just goes on these tangents. And one day he was talking about dreams. And he was like, dreams? Like, what if you are God and you had this infinite expanse to just think about and create whatever world you were, you could have? And you, at first you're going to start to create these lavish parties. You're going to have as much sex as you want. You're going to eat as much as you want. You're going to do all these things. You're going to blow through every sort of luxury of this existence that exists but eventually you're going to get tired of it and you're going to get bored and you're going to realize like oh there's a uh, this this these this high can only be given for so long and you're like well how can i do something else you're like oh well, let's start just playing games with ourselves since we have all this power like and eventually he got to the point of saying like what if we got so complex with how we were playing our game that we decided the game was we're going to fall asleep we're going to be in a dream but we're not going to know we're in a dream and that the goal is to try to wake up, but you're not going to know any of this exists. You're just going to think that you're in this one place, and you have to get back all the way through the other layers to figure out that you're the creator of the game. And it's just like, that's intense. That's intense to think about. Sounds like a movie. I'm it's watching. a great model. Yeah, they, they, I'd watch that movie. I'd watch what, that movie. What movie is that? Like if they just made oh, a movie oh, about that. Oh, that movie. Oh, yeah. Watch gotta, there probably is a movie there that is, has that underlying uh, Inception. Well, Inception's kind of like that. Inception kind of follows like it's it's a dream within a dream within a dream. It's like it's just diving into the deepest parts of the subconscious that and, you can. And, yeah, with them trying not to get yourself lost. Right. Ready Player um, One. Ready Player One's probably like one of the closer. Well, I think that sort of uh, concept that I kind of described, like it describes the the hero's journey. In a sense, it just it describes the like when I was talking about the other day, like a seed growing into a tree. Like it all follows that process. It's a, it's just a creation of layers. But like, if you think about the idea of uh, like the creator of the universe and then the creator is you just playing a game with yourself, like instead of a seed growing into a tree, it's like a tree growing back into a seed. It's like understanding how you go backwards into what you are. And it's like, the li and it's a, tr it's a tricky game because life as we see it, we watch life go from little to big when the expanse of the universe to understand like what you are in this conscious space like it's it's being able to go back from big to little but it's like that's why they say as above and so below because either direction you look it's all the same so if you're watching life grow outward by watching it grow outward if you look at it the right way you can understand how you grow inward and it's like that process that you gotta learn and you probably get that a lot either if it's consciously or subconsciously from just having seven children in different growth stages and watching them do each of these processes and you're like you probably you you probably harbor a lot of wisdom that a lot of people just don't have just by watching children grow if you want to call it i got a lot of patience that's wisdom <laughs> in itself bro. <laughs> i mean and it's it's yeah yeah, but it's it is true, yeah. and and you know to kind of feed off that is when you look at everything in life, everything has the same concept to it. Mm -hmm. uh, interesting that you would say a tree because a tree is always associated with life and creation. Mm -hmm. And how ironic is it that our nerve endings look like roots running off? Yeah. Right. You know, like yeah. our, our lungs, like every, all of life has it. Like. Well, the tree, the tree having a, a base and a stem and this sort of complex leaf system, like it represents the, the brain stem and the human stem. Like if you look down below the ground at the soil microscopically, you see all the mycelium. The mycelium connect the trees together, and the mycelium look like this 
network and it, it resembles yeah. what they'd see as the internet what the universe is what our brain neurons look like it's it's all sort of the yeah. same mm-hmm. and like we're we're just built from the same pattern by which that was built because that in the evolutionary process came first we're just in a different dimension right our yeah. we're in a different dimension of existence is what i should say because i yeah. think because like you look at everything it's all right uh, uh atoms you know they mm-hmm. got Nucleus, you got your little nucleus. Yeah, you, you got, got the Nicholas, you, you got, got the Ian's. You got the Nicholas, and you got the two cages on the outside. Cause shout out the Nicholas Cage, or fuck with that motherfucker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, like uh, a hell ride motherfucker. <laughs> you know, but like everything, everything is structured the same. The universe, the planets, solar mm. system. It's all. It all has a similar. And there's mathematics. Yeah. It's that Fibonacci. It's that golden ratio. It's the yeah. and swirls and then the sad part is that our ancestors had a better understanding mm-hmm. than we do now it's just because they were more connected they was more connected they than had they were. To be, you know yeah, they didn't wear shoes man when you don't wear shoes you're connected because you the earth the, if you look at the earth on an inner from an energy state like the earth is a battery the earth works the same as a battery and like you're a terminal it's a terminal and it's just an opposite charge of you and like there's a lot of opposite charges around you all the time like we exist our physical reality is just a bunch of positive and negative charges interacting with one another but when you have this giant sort of sphere that we're on and you just you connect yourself directly to it through your nerve endings you get a different sensation and you get a different feeling like creating rubber told shoes rubber sold shoes rubber doesn't allow that connection to happen our ancestors didn't have that so like when they're walking around like they are just naturally more in tune with the things happening around them because like they're sending electrical pulses to the same mycelium that's sending electrical pulses to the trees and those to the other plants and the leaves and the ground and the the bugs underneath you and the animals that are connected to the earth as well like if you're in it long enough and you don't wear shoes for long enough like you will start to feel what the earth is feeling and when you're in tune with how the earth is feeling you're not going to mistreat it as easily because you realize you're mistreating an extension of yourself. But we've lost that. We lost that way of being. And, yeah, it kind of sucks. But I, I think, I, and that's why people shit on hippies all the time. And they make fun of, like, hippy-dippy people that have dreads and don't wear shoes and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, sometimes they do smell a little bad. And I wish that they could have a more creative form of hygiene. But I guess, like... <laughs> I, I, I mean, I can't say I smell the best all the time either, but it's just like, I, I think everybody has the, I think people are just trying things out. Like, like what does it feel like to not shower and have the natural bacteria sort of grow? Because I know people that, if, if, you don't, if you don't take soapy showers and everything for a long enough time, like, your bacteria will meet with, well, it will get strong enough to, like, not make you have a sense, like, a strong odor. Like, you'll balance yourself out. Because the odor is just from bacteria being able to thrive and flourish, and it's not necessarily bacteria that you want and it's why it kind of smells that's why your bo never really smells to you but other people can smell it because it's just like oh like that's a different bacteria and it gives off this odor because your body knows like i don't want that bacteria around me so like you kind of ward off stinky people but it's just like if you get the fuck over it and like you can just talk to somebody that kind of smells different and know it's fine um you know you'll learn that like if someone had their shoes off for two straight weeks and they were on the grass every day, it's just like they probably they probably gained a little bit that you can probably learn from them for sure. I think everybody has something to teach you. It's gonna be able to talk to people and listen, fucking listen. Oh, that's a good. Statement. Speaking of which, I've been talking a lot. Say something. 
Everybody has something <laughs> to teach you. Right. We do, we're too quick, we're too quick to judge people like you were saying before for changing too. They're like, oh, yeah. this person changed, and it's like, what did you expect? Yeah. They're growing. Like they might not be growing in a positive aspect at that moment. They might be growing negatively, but they're gonna take some lesson from that. Right. A lot of times we can give people advice. Most people, before they realize something big, were given that advice so many times. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Everything is just a reflection of your of yourself. Everybody's a mirror. Everything that you see is either something that you want to see, or everything that you you see and you um, resonate with is what you want to see and what you want to resonate with, and how you choose to see that reality. So at the end of the day, it's always per- just perception. You create your, the reality that you want to live in, and if you don't like your reality, then do something about it. Change your vibration, however you want to go about it. Mm-hmm. But you know, don't suffer in silence or anything yeah. like that. No, because that's like that just turns to weakness. Yeah, exactly. I forgot who said it, and somebody can quote it. But uh, he said, uh, "When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change." Mm-hmm. You've probably heard that saying before. It's just like it's 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 a good point. It's because if you if you look at a situation from your perspective and from someone else's perspective, you can likely have similarities, but there's also going to be differences based on where your perception is rooted in and that's why I think going back to sort of like the entire kind of universal thing that we're in like the multi they talk about the multiverse and like how our universe is like infinitely large but what is beyond that if it's infinite like there's probably just infinite other universes and just it just goes on forever and maybe that's true or maybe we're the only one who knows but it's hard to think that there's just a finite number of universes and it cuts off you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's you have to either see it as an, a standalone thing or an infinite expanse. Uh, but the multiverse and like having this multiple universe, like I don't think it's that complicated. I think the multiverse is just from me to you. It's literally my perspective from your perspective. Like in my way, I am my own universe because I exist within myself, and nobody else can exist within me fully. Um, at one given time like you have to exist within yourself too which guarantees me that I'll always be existing within me because like nah, it's, just, it's just hard to think about it's, it's not hard to think about it's hard to wrap your head around but like kind of once you see it for what it is you realize it's just like oh like if you look at other people and you're like this person is another universe and it's just like I'm interested in hearing what the perspective of this universe is and like if you start to dive into that conversation you realize like okay there's too much chaos in this shit that uh you know I'm I'm not really interested in knowing everything right now about what's going on in the universe because it would just be way too much for me like that really helps you set boundaries with people because you're just like hey man I hear what you have to say and I respect that but uh I have some other other universes I'm trying to figure out and learn about and I'm trying to still learn the universe of myself and so it's just like and I only got a set amount of time and this sort of existence so like I'm gonna need some space to do my thing uh, and if you explain it like that to somebody they're either gonna be very confused and be like alright man you're crazy I'm getting the fuck out of here <laughs> and then you're like yeah but other than that they'll be like you know what that's a cool way to look at it and that's fine and who knows by you being that way um, and it's a, a, the complete opposite direction like you can if you see somebody else's universe that you love like you can just merge your universes together fucking awesome like be around each other all the time let those Boy, things collide right it's like yeah join your clan bro um, but it's just like the people that you don't it's just you can the impact of your universe meeting their universe 
you can you can leave a lasting impact on theirs and it's likely that you will every time that you meet somebody so like how do you want to define your existence and how do you want to be in your existence so that if your universe collides with another universe what ripple do you want to send through that and if you're a person of positivity like you do your best to go and like i'm going to choose kindness i'm going to try to choose love the best that i can and it's like if you, you can do everything in love like even if you're going to war and you have to kill people like the bhagavad gita is a great book to teach you that like you can do things with great love even if it requires a great amount of sacrifice and a great amount of uh, uncomfortability and even to an extent a great amount of violence like you can do it for love but you have to really know within yourself what that means to you yeah drawing lines drawing lines man it's all just drawing lines no boundaries gives nope. you bad situations well, it doesn't even give give you bad situations, and more so for when you, me at least. <laughs> when you don't, when you so when you don't set boundaries and structure, which uh, goes back to discipline. When you when you don't set certain boundaries and structure, you are just um, at the will of the environment around you. You're at will of the universe. That's what babies are like. Babies, like newborn babies, don't have any boundaries. They're completely vulnerable to the universe around them, and it's as they grow and learn. They start to create little boundaries for themselves, and sometimes boundaries get pushed away. Sometimes boundaries get knocked down. Sometimes boundaries get changed. But there's a there's a point in a child in our childhood where we start to create boundaries, and we start because like in the first boundary that we create is when we first look in the mirror as a little kid and realize like, oh, I'm I'm my own sort of thing. Like the rest of this world isn't me. Like I'm me, and I'm in this thing. Like and I, I forgot what age they reach. It's like I don't know two, three, something like that. Where there's they're looking in the mirror and they're like touching themselves. They're like, holy fuck, I'm here. And they start to create those boundaries. Which is like, yeah, if you don't have any boundaries as an, as an adult, you're basically just going to be a yes man, you know? You're just going to be going to everything, doing everything. And, like, it's it's one thing to be a yes man and have boundaries and be like, I'm just being a yes man because I like going to do a bunch of shit and I like when people invite me to things and, like, that's one of my favorite things to do. But it's also when you're, you, when you're a yes man or a yes woman, whatever, but you feel this sort of angst and stress by saying yes like that's when it becomes a lack of boundaries it's like a forced obligation right right when when it no longer becomes an obligation it's, it's not a stress your own happiness for the happiness of other people right right well, and it's real troubling too because sometimes you can create boundaries around being a people pleaser and like you just find this sort of like you're like oh this is just who I am like I just please people and like I, I don't like that though be, like, because it's not it's good like, it's, it, it's not being nice it's like it's an insecurity and it can stem from like, many things but it's like I just want to please everyone but it's like when someone actually pleases you and it's genuine yeah. which like usually like people really pleasing you it kind of takes time to form it can happen instantly but like forming that bond takes a while it's actually really cool mm -hmm. and like it's real because like if you're just a yes man you're not friends with anyone you're a freaking you're, you're like you're like that person that's like oh I just I, I'll just take advantage of him. He's retarded. Oh, you can be a yes man. It happens though. That's the truth. Yeah, they'll say that. And and like and like, it'll happen to you with like a woman if you're a yes man too. It really. Yeah. It comes out to your own self security. Yeah. You're insecure with yourself, and you're only saying yes to appease everybody else, and you're not really yeah. doing it for any personal gain right. or some knowledgeable experience. You know, if you're secure enough to be like, yeah, you know, I, I could comfortably do that. And I could, I, I'd be glad to go uh, participate in your party or whatever, you know. Hey, boo, you put the boo in bukkake, you know, <laughs> like some weird shit, whatever. I don't oh know, if you're doing some fucking weird shit, you know, yeah. like, I mean, you could, you could, 
you can use it if you're secure enough with yourself with your decisions. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can always anything is anything possible. You can still right, be yes right. man, but and, but still have those boundaries where you're like, mm -hmm. hey, listen, I'd I'd love to say yes, but like you said, uh, that's just one thing that goes against what I believe in, man. And and you know, it comes down to uh, it comes down to respect for other people and their boundaries as well, mm -hmm. because you start you start breaking your own boundaries when you start invading and impeding on somebody else's right. as well. Right. So it's like what you were saying, the reciprocation of yeah. whatever you're putting out. So yeah. And thinking about what both of you were saying, like that sense of security um, ties back to how you define your own freedom. Mm -hmm. um, and if you are a people pleaser, your security is going to be in the degree by which people are pleased by your actions. And if you live in a world like that, you're going to come across points to where, and most people, when you're trying to please them, have the sense of like sympathy or kindness enough to like at least reciprocate a thank you and I appreciate it. But if you if you create the, your need for validation on the pleasing of other people, eventually you're going to do something in your best interest that doesn't please somebody and might do the complete opposite, but like piss them off. And then it's going to be a real hit to your ego and your sense of security because you're like, I was doing something to please somebody because that's what I do. And if they weren't pleased with me, what's wrong with me? And then you're going to turn it in on yourself and then it becomes very distressful. And then you, then it just, you're, it's, it's a slow sort of disintegration of the self from there because then you start to get insecure and like, okay, like I can't please everybody, but all I know how to do is please people. So I'm going to keep pleasing people and then, but you're but now you're not pleasing people for the sake of pleasing you're you're pleasing people to prove your worth and when that and it's it's a self-defeating cycle and so eventually like you have to learn that it's okay to be a little selfish it's okay to say no it's okay to act in your own best interest sometimes yeah, yeah. and it's not you like you still be yes man and and, and, and but say yes doing because, it, yeah. but doing it for your own interest. Say yes because you want of to. Of course, it's you, not. It's not like like oh, I'm not gonna like, help yeah, anybody yeah, ever. That's fucked, That's also happy. fucked up. But it's like I'm not saying yes for you to be happy. I'm saying yeah. yes because I'm interested in what's about to happen. Yeah, it's not because I feel obligated. Right. You're never obligated. Like don't ever. That's that's the other thing. It's mm -hmm. like a lot of people feel like they're entitled or they're obligated. Mm -hmm. Like people need to realize when when you give time. Yourself, you're, it's not. It's not that you're obligated, right, to do it. You didn't have to do it. Mm -hmm. You chose to. And I think and true obligations are the ones you give yourself. To that self-discipline, right, and the freedoms that you want to pursue in life, right. Boom. Wow. Nailed it. Exquisites. Exquisito. Huh. How long have we been going, man? Um, well, five hundred and forty-five days. I think like an hour forty-five. Hour forty-five. Dope. I can't actually tell. I started the timer late. Oh, okay. But, uh. I've been awake for over 24 hours. Been awake? Yeah, dude. We just, uh. Like having these conversations. Yeah. But, um. Alright, do we wanna. Do we just wanna, like, call this podcast for now? Yeah. I think we really touched on everything that we could for discipline and freedom. I think we circled back pretty well. I think, oh, I, think we, I think before we dive into more deep tangents and possibly not circle back, like I think that'd be a good one to end on for Discipline and Freedom. Um, so thanks to everybody that's been listening. Much love. Much love. Much thank love. you, thank you yeah. for coming and listening to us. Thank you for coming in and chatting. Mateo. 
Matayo. Matayo. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure it out. I keep forgetting. See, look, I can see why your mom gets confused sometimes because like uh, it just on. rolls up. Okay, but the one who brought me into this my my Tayo. Matayo. 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 Just like uh, right, it's, it's the Amer- it's right, the American it's, language that rolls if, off if, Mateo. If it's easier, we could just use my last name. It's my I. Like, oh my! <laughs> that's easy. Matayo. Yeah, Matayo. I'll just say it about twenty times when we're done here, and then I'll, I'll remember and I won't fuck it up again. Yo, catch me on OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to my dogs of the joint. Uh, yeah, y'all. Yeah, all right, y'all. So, as y'all know, I'm bad with names, apparently. So, uh, we'll keep working on that as we have more guests in the future. Uh, thanks again for coming to Finding Home. I hope you guys have a beautiful week. Hope you enjoy everything that your life is. And I hope you take the time to think about your own freedom and discipline and what it means to you. And, uh, yeah, like, comment, subscribe, tell us some stuff. You can send us an email at findinghomepod at gmail.com, and uh, we'll answer your questions there, and we'll talk about you. All right, I'll stop talking now. <laughs>